Sipendile Thlongwe is the curator of the Poetry Africa Festival and uh, the 25th festival starts on the 11th of October to the 16th of October. Poetryafrica.ukzn.ac.za is the website you want to go to. One of the poets who is going to be performing at the festival is someone that I hold in high esteem. And I think there are many others who do likewise. Sipokazi Jonas. She's on the line joining us. Sipokazi, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. So I do have to ask you, do you remember who one of your favorite teachers are when it comes going back to school days? Oh, I, I don't even have to think far at all. Um, it was actually the teacher who, <laughs> who helped mold me in becoming a poet because she had the patience of uh, numerous saints. Um, I would I would write to Mrs. Harrison when I was at Queenstown Girls High School. Um, I would write my poems, which were mostly sort of teenage angst, um, and I would. I would <laughs> and she was very kind to allow me to 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 let her read them and actually offer feedback. Um, and so she, I would, I would write a poem about whatever was happening um, in my life or in the world, and I would give her the poem, and she gave me feedback. And I think that's actually when that created that relationship of understanding. Um, you know, criticism certainly is, is not a bad thing, and being able to allow someone uh, to to read your work and, and and give feedback at quite an early age. So I didn't take it too personally at all. And she was so wonderful. When I read the poems now, because I still have some copies. Yeah, that's when I realized she had <laughs> the patience of Job, as they say. <laughs> Supukazi, you know, it's a funny thing, because when you say that, it does give you the idea of what is it that we really require from a teacher? And I suppose in some ways, I mean, the critique, but in a kind way, is critical. But so is the time. A teacher that says, OK, I'm busy, but I will give this pupil individual time so that they know that they are special, that they have something, etc. Oh, certainly. I, I think that the gift that Mrs. Harrison gave me was to take me seriously because I was at such, um, you know, a, a, such a vulnerable space. I was one of the first people to start writing my own poetry in school as well. And she would really offer her time. She would drive me to East London where there was poetry competitions and, and such things. So I think being able to take me seriously um, allowed allowed me to take myself seriously and realize that my voice held held weight, it held value within hmm. this space. So, so I think teachers have such influence in our formative years, and we appreciate them for that. Well, I have to say, Mrs. Harrison goes on our list of great teachers, and uh, when we have International Teachers' Day on the 5th of October, she is one of the names for sure that will go there just for having made a difference to our world of poetry. Spokazi, I want to ask you something. I'm going to quote you uh, the fabulous author. He's a Japanese author called Haruki Murakami. And he wrote this incredible thing saying, stories are essential for me. Telling a story makes it possible to express things that cannot be explained in a logical manner. I want to create Mm. such a place. I wonder if you could take that quote and tease it out in terms of your own work. Well, I mean, that that's a beautiful quotation. I, I think for me, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I consider my own work in storytelling to be about sight, uh, about seeing and being seen. So seeing others um, and allowing myself to be seen. 
And for me, I think that the one place in which I might diverge a little bit from that quotation is to say that there is a logic to stories. There is a logic in how we, we show up in the world, how we articulate ourselves, um, whether it's in, you know, in light of the events that have happened, but also how we respond to the world, how we respond to what's happening in our own lives, how we respond to others. I think I think it's it's the logic of, of imagination, if I can put it like that, because I've, I've seen stories having the power change policy one of one of my um one of the significant events that i always hold really dear is what happened with the poems of um diana ferris we call her mama d yeah and how her, the poem that she did about bringing um sarah batman back actually had an influence um on the policy in terms of the french bringing back her remains and her being buried in, in the commemoration of south africa so we have this poem that had an influence on policy and what would happen and so I, that's what I'm saying. I think there's, 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 there's logic to it. I don't think you can separate it from that at all. So storytellers, stories have a power in the world that's, that's truly significant. I know we're going to, uh, you're going to read us uh, Making Bread, uh, the poem, in a moment. But before we get there, you know, I, I'm th- I've been thinking so much around how creativity can tell a truth that is not always easy to tell on a day-to-day basis. And I've been harping on about how amazing Mandla Langer's new book is, um, The Lost Language of the Soul, because for me, it, it really, really, really struck a chord on how we can use fiction or creativity, or in your case, poetry, to tell the absolute truth of the world, that, that sometimes it's not easy to tell in its in its bare fact, if one looks at it like that, do you feel like that about poetry? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think we have a history of that in South Africa of of the arts speaking truth to power. And I think mm. about as recent as protest theatre, protest poetry, um, the fact that you have poems that were performed in union meetings that would used to galvanise workers um, and 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 that cause. And I see it still happening today. Um, you know, when you're looking at artists that are doing a sit in. Yes. Um, at the department trying to get some accountability and movement and the arts again are being used as an intervention. Recently I, I was part of, um, or rather I was invited to the international summit on the UN SDGs in Africa 2063 which was hosted by yeah. UT. And so you have this really high academic event that is hosting you know, universities from around the world and NGOs and government officials and they, they asked me to, to, to do an artistic intervention, and I wrote this 10-minute um, scene just as, 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 as the, the, the cleaner who was going to come into the space before the summit and clean it up and then hmm. step out of the room while they discuss poverty. Hmm. And so I think, it, you know, again, it was using the art to tell something really that you have. You have all of this theorization. You have the space where they're speaking about really important things, but sometimes the people that they're speaking about are not in the room. And so mm. art was, you know, I was using that moment to just tell that difficult truth. And, and certainly poetry does that. And I, and I try and do that through my work. Do you feel like it's about making, and I'm putting this, uh, th- this in, in inverted commas, is it about making the invisible visible? I think, um, you know, so, I mean, it, it, it depends. It depends because it's also, I always see about there's a prophetic element, certainly to poetry, mm. where we allow ourselves to imagine the future, we allow ourselves to dream and think about something that isn't there. 
Um, but I, I don't know if it's always invisible or if it's just about shining light light on it. And that's why, you know, I, I no longer ascribe to the sense of giving voice to the voiceless because people have voices. Absolutely. It's just about creating the platform or handing over the mic, um, as they say. So I, I don't know if it's always the invisible, but certainly shining light yeah. um, or molding molding from, 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 from the scraps that we may have. So, in fact, it's about agency, yes. creating agency. It's a beautiful way to summarize it. Yeah. You're going to read us a poem, but before we do, we just thought we'd give you a big shout out. Good morning, Michelle. I'm listening to Sipukazi at the moment. I uh, just want to send a shout out. I used to listen to it back in the day in Kales River, um, where it's something like an open mic on um, every last Sunday of the, the month. So this is a shout out to the girl. Love to you. Bye. <laughs> I don't know about the girl, but uh, the, the woman would be fine. But <laughs> but that's so lovely. I'm sure that someone from uh, Expression Session, an incredible platform that, you know, was a, a, a gathering of, of different artists, actually yeah. not just poets, but artists from around Cape Town. I mean, we get together in Gales River. And so I'm going to shout out back. Shout <laughs> out back. And uh, to Jerome Rex, DJ Easy, all of those wonderful people that made it possible for, for young artists to, to develop their skill on stage. Amazing. Give us uh, your skill. Let's hear it. Thank you so much. Making bread. When all is mixed to dough, I hold a pinch of every Isikosa poem I write up to my mother's mouth to knead between her teeth. We deliberate on dry ingredients. That idiom there, this translation here, these puns here and those ones there. But she is mum on my substitution of self-rising flour for yeast, knows it is the best I can do in the circumstance of a tongue baked in surrogacy. Every December, in exchange for a Tupperware dish full of rustic cook tried over coals, I present Umama with English poems to match the decadence of the season. English, with its heavy hand of sugar, corrodes my vernacular. Hmm. English poems do not let me forget that this bowl I work in is borrowed. When you break bread at the kitchen table... We slather slices of my mother's tongue with margarine, steer it along a steaming tide of rooibos, wetting with ice and oras. I do not know how to make this meal last me all year long. I want to pray in Mr. Kosa. Give us this day our daily bread. But when we commune with you, never let us need grace again. Sure. Sipokazi Jonas, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I hope we'll see you virtually at Poetry Africa. I certainly hope so too. Sipokazi Jonas, leaving me uh, silenced. She'll be performing at the 25th Poetry Africa Festivals presented by the Centre for Creative Arts at the University of KwaZulu-Natal.